Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard 121 specifies as part of the Reduced Stopping Distance Mandate, otherwise known as RSD, that generally all tractors manufactured after 2013 have to be able to stop in 250 feet at 60 miles per hour. However, fleets still have options when it comes to specifying brakes on their tractors and trailers. Welcome to Truck Talk with Bendix, a regular podcast series from Bendix designed to help you better understand key topics in the commercial trucking industry. I'm your host, Denise Rondini. Keith McComsey, Director of Marketing and Customer Solutions, Bendix, is joining me for this episode to talk about how vehicle safety is impacted in the brake specification process. Keith, welcome back to Truck Talk. Thank you, Denise, for having me on. There are two key junctures where fleets make braking decisions that impact safety. One is during the vehicle specification process, and the other is when it's time to replace brake friction. We'll focus on brake specification in part one of this two-podcast series and talk about brakes in the aftermarket in part two of the series. Given that reduced stopping distance brakes continue to be mandated, what choices do fleets need to make when specifying brakes to ensure their vehicles are as safe as they can be? First off, Denise, when talking about brakes, one of the key decision points for end users is deciding, you know, really what braking system they're going to consider for their fleet. So now all vehicles are designed and manufactured to meet the FMVSS 121 requirements. Additionally, when it comes to tractors meeting the, the RSD requirements for 250 feet, at 60 miles an hour. So the choices still remain between all-wheel drum, a combination of front steer air disc brake and drum drive axle brakes, uh, and then as well as all-wheel air disc brakes. So all those choices are still available and come from the factory, and all of those combinations will exceed or be shorter than the the RSD requirements for tractors, uh, progressively in that order, with air disc brakes being the shortest. Many fleets are still opting to go with drum brakes rather than with air disc brakes. Why do you think that is? Well, there are, in my opinion, a few reasons for that. First of all, drum brakes have been around for a long time, so they have a really low initial investment cost. Plus, since they've been around for a long time, there's a certain familiarity with drum brakes with their performance. End users may tend to repeat their build specs over and over, and technicians really have a good level of comfort in having been trained on drum brakes and and really understand the the required maintenance, the PM schedules, etc. And really from a, a specking standpoint, you know, there are a couple of OEMs that still offer drum brakes as their standard brake system, and therefore their versions, they do have versions that include air disc brake, uh, but that would come at an added cost to the end user, you know, because it would be considered an option. And then there are OEs that offer air disc brakes as part of their standard brake equipment, which is great because air disc brakes offers a number of, of safety and, and total cost of ownership, you know, or lower TCO benefits. However, However, you know, they continue to offer drum brakes, and since uh, the cost of the drum brake is still lower, they offer what's called a delete credit, which provides the end user or the fleet with a credit for choosing that lower initial cost brake system. Why does Bendix recommend fleet spec air disc brakes? What are some of the performance differences between disc and drum brakes? Well, we recommend air disc brakes because they offer 
a number of safety benefits that protects drivers, protects fleet's equipment, and ultimately it improves the safety on the roadways. And yes, they do have an added initial cost when you're specking out your vehicle, whether it's from a delete credit consideration or it being an added upcharge on the option side. But they also come with a lot of benefits relative to lower total cost of ownership by providing reduced costs over the trade life of the vehicle, which it oftentimes overcomes the initial investment cost that a fleet would see when they're originally specking the fleet and provide potentially even more savings to the fleet beyond that. So some of the key performance benefits are notably air disc brakes provide shorter stopping distances. That's pretty well known you know, in the industry. Even compared to RSD drum brakes, they're shorter on an average by up to 20 to 25 feet or so. And at higher speeds, that distance delta becomes even greater when you compare that to drum brakes. Air disc brakes also virtually eliminates a condition called brake fade. And this is a condition that occurs when the drum brake gets hot and the drum thermally expands away from the friction. And so therefore that increases the drum stopping distance even more where air disc brakes provides consistent stopping power all the time regardless of how hot it gets. And that they virtually also eliminate a condition called brake steer where air disc brakes has a more consistent brake torque from side to side or left to right side across the axle which helps provide a straighter stop. Additionally, they do provide tangible savings to the fleet. Air disc brake pads last longer than drum brake friction to where in a number of cases, fleets might even be able to avoid uh, replacing their friction before trade-in. And in any event, if you do have to replace that friction, it can re be replaced in roughly a quarter of the time of a drum brake uh, friction change uh, when you have the wheels off. Really, it has the potential to eliminate rust jacking, where that's a pretty uh, prevalent condition on drum brakes. On air disc brake pads, that can be eliminated. So that also saves the fleet money and maintenance for parts and labor. And then lastly, there's an area uh, somewhat intangible, but the fleet see a number of CSA violations related to brakes being out of adjustment or cracked friction related to rust jacking. And air disc brakes helps reduce that risk of exposure to CSA violations because of its internal adjustment mechanism and or the construction of the air disc brake pad itself. How do air disc brakes contribute to the overall safety of the vehicle? Well, Denise, like I mentioned, they provide shorter stopping distances and consistently straighter, more stable stops. And really, when it comes to drum brake fade, I, I want to go into this a little bit more detail, but we've demonstrated that drum brake fade can increase stopping distance by up to another 50 feet. So if it already stopped 20 feet longer than air disc brakes when it was cool, when it gets hot, adding that additional feet would potentially put it at 70 feet longer than, than air disc brakes. So let me just take a, a second to kind of quantify that. That 70-foot difference is roughly about four and a half car lengths or almost two school bus lengths. And it's over a complete tractor-trailer combination in length. So that's, that's a pretty significant amount of distance that can be added when a drum brake gets hot when you compare that against air disc brakes. And when it comes to safety, something really to consider is the reduction in, in accident severity. So whereby shorter stopping distances mean slower speeds as a vehicle is coming to stop, what is considered property damage only to an air disc brake vehicle incident might translate to bodily injury or unfortunately even a, a fatality when you consider that versus a drum brake spec from an accident perspective. Air disc brakes 
are something that fleet drivers really can depend on rather than wondering how much distance they might need to stop when they're in heavy traffic or a downhill descent because of that added variation in stopping distance when you incorporate drum brake fade into the equation. And then lastly, from a liability standpoint, during an accident investigation and, and maybe even part of the discovery phase, one of the questions that might be typically asked was, was there any consideration given to specking a higher performing brake when the vehicle was being configured? And those really become critical, especially in cases when it was originally offered as standard equipment from the OEM, and then that standard offering was changed to something lesser that would potentially decrease the braking performance of the overall vehicle. Keith, what would you say to a fleet that was running a combination of drum and disc brakes on the same truck? What safety benefits do they miss out on when they do that? One of the initial questions that would come to mind would be, you know, what's holding you back? In those cases, the fleet is already partially there in trying air disc brakes, whether it is on the steer axle only or it's on the tractor only and they haven't migrated that over to the trailer. And so in reality, the more axles that you can add air disc brakes to, the better the braking performance will be overall in all of those things I described earlier. So not just stopping the tractor, but including air disc brakes on a trailer adds to the complete combination of braking benefits for the whole combination. And so by specking Bendix air disc brakes on both the tractor and the trailer, the fleets also enjoy some additional benefits by having common wearable components uh, in inventory so those components can be utilized on both the tractor and the trailer. And in reality, it's a really good benefit for technicians because they only need to learn maintenance practices on one air disc brake system, and that's good for both the tractor and the trailer. I've been speaking with Keith McComsey, Director of Marketing and Customer Solutions, Bendix. Keith, thanks for helping fleets understand the safety benefits of specking air disc brakes on their vehicles. Thank you, Denise. It's a a real pleasure talking with you about this brake safety topic. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play and discover how Bendix Solutions can help you improve performance, increase safety, and lower your total cost of ownership. You can also log on to knowledge-doc.com. That's knowledge-doc.com, where you can learn more about Bendix products and hear previous episodes of this podcast. I'm Denise Rondini, and thank you for joining us for Truck Talk with Bendix. Bendix.